Hello, and welcome to The Leader Lab, the podcast powered by Life Labs Learning, where we study what exceptional leaders do differently. Each week, my lab mates and I will distill our findings into powerful tipping point skills, the smallest changes that tip over to make the biggest impact in the shortest time. The result? You become a better leader faster. I'm your host, Vanessa Tunisian, a leadership trainer at Life Labs, and currently we're exploring the art and science of managing difficult conversations. How do we turn these conflicts into points of connection? Sometimes we're surprised by conflict, but honestly, most of the time, we know a conversation is coming. There are the typical warning signs of annoyance or tension and small altercations that continue to heighten, which is why we have Robla Kurs back in the lab today to talk about how to de-escalate conflict. To remind you a little bit about Roble, he's our head of research at Life Labs, as well as a facilitator who's had the chance to work with over 16,000 leaders and team members. So he's learned a thing or two about managing conflict. A fun fact about Roble, he recently did a helicopter tour around Miami with Robin. So if you've heard his previous podcast, it's good to know that they're still getting along. (laughs) So welcome back, Roble. (laughs) Nice to be here and happy to get a chance to talk about conflict resolution and these difficult conversations. Uh, And I just want to point out, often to your point, we see these things coming down the road and we really want to begin with the end in mind. As soon as you start noticing mounting tension, that's a good sign to start to prepare for the conversation. We don't like when there's tension, right? It feels terrible, especially with folks that we spend a lot of time around. And if we're beginning with the end in mind, the end is probably going to be to de-escalate the situation, right? And start to get us both to feeling better or at least comfortable working around each other. Also, it's the opposite of what our bodies are trying to prepare us to do. Basically, your body is literally preparing to do battle. So you get the spikes in heart rate. You see the adrenaline running through the body not Mm -hmm. so useful for trying to do some de-escalation. So I'm curious about um, what can we begin to do to deal with these responses? Because I know that you've been doing a little bit of research about how this shows up in the broader world. So I'm curious to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. And the the main point I want to make here is that we have to use our rational brain to curb some of these biological responses. And this is where training comes in. And uh, give a fair trigger warning, because uh, this comes from my research around Black Lives Matter and a lot of what seems to be unnecessary police violence. And I came across a police training intervention model called time distance cover. The intended response is to take time and assess the situation keep a distance that allows both parties to feel safe and then identify cover. So if things do escalate, they can return to a place of safety. Now, uh, obviously we're seeing a lot of these videos coming out in the recent months and recent years. It doesn't seem that time distance cover is being applied in all these situations and things seem to escalate unnecessarily quickly. Now, what I'd like to do is when we think about interpersonal conflict, reliably use time distance cover. So we're setting ourselves up for more productive conversation. Now, most of us aren't walking into the situations that are going to escalate into physical harm, thankfully, but they can easily get personal and cause emotional or interpersonal damage. And we've all been a part of them. So Roble, you're going to walk us through these three strategies, time, distance, and cover on how to deescalate any conflict Uh, especially in the workplace. So let's get started. Yeah, you got it. So let's let's use a case study here. We'll use an argument uh, that comes from me. I'll do some self-disclosure here. Uh, (laughs) And let's go back a few years. I was was having a conversation with a manager and he pitched me and a few other folks on this voluntary project. 
as soon as I heard it, I loved it. I wanted to be a part of it. So did everyone else I got invited into it. So uh, the team came together. We came up with a proposal. We shared it with the manager. And he literally took the paper, threw it onto the floor, said, this is nothing like what I want. Now, all of us had a strong reaction. That conversation escalated. We didn't reach a resolution. And we took some time, came back, had another conversation, and that one went even worse. And I'm yeah, gonna that spare sounds you... all very dramatic growth. <laughs> yeah, it's very dramatic. I'm going to spare you all the details of it. Uh, but suffice to say, you know, this conversation started at maybe 11. It went until around 1230. And no part of it was fun. There were tears. There were yelling. You know, there were people with threats. It went downhill very quickly. So let's use that as our case study. And I'm going to ask you to apply time distance cover, just as you understand the words now, in that situation. So let's start with time. Now, if I could shape time in some way to have a positive impact on this conflict conversation, what might you suggest? Well, the first thing that came to mind when you mentioned 11 a.m. to like 12.30 p.m. is for me, like that's the death zone time. That's right before lunch. (laughs) Uh, And there's tons of research that shows that the dip in glucose availability in the body has a dramatic impact on people's ability to pay attention, to learn, to remember. So maybe a conversation that was either a little bit earlier or even possibly a little bit later might have voted a little bit better. Yeah. uh, Plus one, I would agree with that. Glucose levels on rational thinking, there's definitely some deterioration effects there. And Either if I wasn't going to change the time, probably could have grabbed a stinkers. Uh, I don't know. Are we, are we getting any money from stinkers? No endorsement deal. Well, I'll have to cut that in post. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Thanks. Oh, uh, and so that's one thing we could do with time. I also want to add just our attention. You know, we, we, it's hard for us to stay focused for long periods of time. So if I was thinking about time and preparing for conflict, first thing, make sure it's after a meal, right? Keep glucose levels high. Second, keep the conversation relatively brief. Most research seems to be centering around around 18 to 20 minutes worth of attention if it's an engaged conversation. So let's plan for the conversation to be wrapped up in about 20 minutes. Let's move on to distance. When it comes to interpersonal conflict, what I'm really wanting to do is shift our mindset. We're not so close to the problem at hand and it becomes an us versus them situation. Got it. So you're talking about distance uh, from a personal perspective kind of way, like actually it. putting, uh, okay. This reminds yeah. me of um, Carol Dweck's work on um, mindset in general. I bet you were going to reference that. What should we okay. know? That's exactly where we're going. So often where we're going into conflict conversations, we approach them as if we want to win, right? We want to demonstrate how good we are, or at least demonstrate that we're not bad, right? Uh, this very closely aligns with Carol Dweck's performance orientation. Instead, what we want is this learning orientation. In other words, a mindset of curiosity to see what can we learn about the other person. If I'm trying to learn and bringing that mindset, it provides some distance from it turning into a me versus them. It's something that we talk quite a bit about in our negotiation workshop. So let's go into our third one here. Our third one is around cover, right? So if you're thinking about cover in the police context, we're trying to find some place of safety. How would you extend that into an interpersonal conflict? Mm, Safety between me and my conversation partner probably has something to do about what we both care about. Being able to showcase that we're on common ground does a lot of service uh, to me and the other person. Is am I warm? Am I cold? <laughs> uh, I'll I'll say you're almost burning hot, Vanessa. Okay. Right. So uh, there's this term that we talk about again a lot in our negotiations workshop: positions versus interest. Right? A position is what somebody says that they want. The interest is why they really want the thing that they want. When we reach resolution when we start sharing interests and finding interests that are mutual for both parties. And so if you're in the middle of a conflict resolution conversation and 
things start to escalate. They say something nasty to you, or maybe even find yourself saying something nasty to them. The next sentence out of my mouth better be something about our shared interest. Why are we both engaged in the conversation? So in case with the manager here is, you know, we both want to see this project done. He pitched it to me. I loved it. I want to see it done as well. Also, we probably have some interest in being treated fairly. I'm treated with respect. Probably both of us feel that way. So I want to return back to those anytime I see it escalating. Gotcha. So time, distance, cover for our purposes for the world of work. Now, as a leader, which we all are, anybody listening, how would we actually begin to use this at our day-to-day, our nine-to-five or 11-to-seven or whatever hours we're working? Yeah, well, you know, most of the managers, leaders, and the employees that I work with experience some conflict in the workplace. And we also experience outside of the workplace. So when you notice that tension starting to arise, first is I want you to dedicate and commit yourself to actually having the conversation to solve the issue. And as you're planning out that conversation, keep in mind time distance cover. And so time, how can we make sure that this is maybe around a mealtime or maybe even during a mealtime? How can we keep it to less than 20 minutes? As far as distance, how can we bring a mindset of curiosity? What do you want to know about the other person? Bring as many questions as you bring arguments into this conflict resolution. And then finally cover. So what is it that both of you want coming out of this conversation? Make sure you've got that in mind. So if things start to escalate, you can return back to it. Gotcha. So that brings us to our Leader Lab listener experiment of the week. So Roble, how are people going to be using time, distance, and cover in their laboratory of life? Hey, go solve some conflict. Put some time on the calendar, probably 15 to 20 minutes. Use time, distance, cover. As soon as you notice tension, and don't kid yourself, you probably already know there's some tension that exists between you and someone. Put 15 minutes on the calendar, use time, distance, cover in advance, and notice how much easier the conversation is to have. Well, I thank you, Roble. I will be using time, distance, and cover right after this to talk to you. Well, that brings <laughs> us to the end of another episode of The Leader Lab. Make sure to subscribe so that way you don't miss an episode and share this with at least one other person so we can all make tough conversations just a little bit easier. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Life Labs Learn or on LinkedIn at Life Labs Learning. And to bring training to your team, head on over to lifelabslearning.com. And we'll see you in the lab next week. Bye.